0: If this is your first time here, I recommend you start from the beginning at episode one. This story is told in chronological order. Last week, I reviewed how much I've spent on my side hustle so far. The total is a little more than I realized I was paying for as I was going through it. And after spending time calculating it all for the episode, the final total really took me by surprise. Of course, most of the total cost came from paying for 200 beach bags. So I guess this is what it means when they say you have to spend money to make money. This week, it's time to start the next steps. This is a story of starting over in your 30s told in real time and how I'm trying to navigate my way through a confusing juncture in life. I have suddenly realized the life I'm living is not the life I want. In each episode, I'll be sharing every step of my journey as it's unfolding in real time, the good, the bad, the ugly. From starting a side hustle to completely reconsidering and questioning every goal I ever made for myself in my 20s, I'll be taking you on this journey with me to figure out my life all over again. As I'm waiting for the suppliers to finish making 200 beach bags from scratch, it's time for me to start initiating the next steps. There are definitely things I can be doing while I wait about a month or so for the beach bags to be ready. So let's talk about it. When the beach bags arrive at my apartment, I will need to send them to the Amazon warehouse pretty quickly, since I am planning on doing what is called Fulfilled by Amazon, also known as Amazon FBA if you want to be an Amazon seller, you don't need to have Amazon manager fulfillment. You can do what is called fulfilled by merchant, which is of course, Amazon FBM. The reasons you would choose FBA versus FBM are completely your choice. Amazon FBA does charge you a percentage fee based on your product size and weight, and it is taken from your selling price. This is because they're managing all of the storage and shipping logistics on your behalf anytime a sale comes through. If you want to do Amazon FBM, that means your products are kept somewhere else. As an example, your own home. And when you get a sale, you have to prepare the product to be picked up by a courier with all the correct Amazon packaging and shipping labels. And yes, this can save you money since Amazon will not be charging you fulfillment fees. So if you're starting off with a small number of products or if you just have another place to store all your products in a different warehouse, you can start off as an Amazon FBM seller. And when you grow or you just want to change your strategy, you can switch to Amazon FBA. But you can't do both at the same time for the same product. It has to be one or the other. Like I said, My plan is to start off with Amazon FBA to just take away the stress of managing inventory and shipments out of my one-bedroom apartment. Plus, my current 9-to-5 job still demands a lot of my time and attention, so I don't want to feel like I'm slacking off in either the side hustle or my full-time job. So for me, paying the fees to do Amazon FBA does feel like the right choice right now. So let's talk about what I need to do to prepare my beach bags to be sent to the Amazon warehouse as soon as they arrive to my apartment. The first thing I need to do is purchase what is called a UPC code for my product. Since I'm only starting off with one product and one design, I just need to purchase one UPC code, but I need to print it out 200 times. The same UPC code needs to be added to the outside of the beach bag so it is easily visible when Amazon processes my inventory in their warehouse. As soon as I start making different designs, I will have to purchase a different UPC code for each variation. But for now, just buying one will be enough. The recommended website to purchase a UPC code, according to my research, is from the GS1 website because that is a database that Amazon uses to double check the codes before registering your product. Getting codes from another third party, even though it's cheaper, could create an error in registering your product on Amazon. And the only way to fix that is to have a UPC code that is verified through the UG. That is verified through the GS1 website. So it's best to just stick with the GS1 website, and the cost of getting one UPC code is going to be $30, which for one code, it's not a bad price. I think where things might get a little more expensive would be if I were to have several different variations of the product. Each variation would have to have its own UPC code, so I don't know how much it would cost, but things might get a little more pricey then. We'll just have to cross that bridge when we get there. After getting a UPC code, I will then need to create a product listing on Amazon, This is where you open an Amazon Seller Central account and enter all of the details of your product. The photo descriptions, descriptive title, the search keywords, the weight and dimensions, and add in as much information as you can into the product description. All these details are what you see when you're shopping for something on Amazon and you start reading through the listing information. And these details are most of the time what customers read through to compare one product versus another. So it's important to add all of the correct keywords and product information that will help the customer decide to buy your product versus your competitor's product. Creating a product listing on Amazon does not mean your product will be active on the website right away. This is something I was worried about at first because I didn't want to jump the gun. But it does seem that creating the listing is just the first step to getting the product live on the Amazon website. There are still a few more steps to go. Creating a listing will also provide you what is called an FNSKU code, where similar to the UPC code, it is a code that needs to be added to every product before sending it to Amazon. And this code is actually created specifically from Amazon to track all of their products in their database. Once I've initiated the product listing on Amazon, which I haven't done yet, but I will need to do this pretty soon, it will be time for me to get what is called a shipping plan from Amazon. A shipping plan is all done through the product listing and it is essentially where you're telling Amazon that you want to send a particular product to their warehouse to be added as inventory for the respective product listing you just created. In the shipping plan, I will need to let Amazon know how many units are in each box that I'm sending to them. For example, if I'm sending them 200 beach bags split up into four boxes, where each box contains 50 beach bags, I will need to make sure to accurately enter this in the shipping plan because Amazon will then generate for me a shipping label for each box, so four shipping labels total. A box without the correct shipping label on it will not be accepted by Amazon when it reaches the warehouse. Once my shipping plan is ready to go, and I have prepared all of the products and boxes that they will go in with the correct barcodes and labels, I will be able to then ask Amazon to confirm for me an appointment at their warehouse so that I can drop off these products to then be registered in their inventory. As soon as their products are registered in the warehouse and all of the documentation has been checked, That is when your Amazon listing will automatically be live and visible for anyone to purchase your products from. And that is pretty exciting. We're a few steps away from getting to that point. Other things that I also need to figure out are what kind of branding elements do I want to add to each beach bag? And how do I want each beach bag to be packaged? For example, I was thinking of printing branded card inserts for each bag to say thank you for the purchase. Or branded stickers? I'm not really sure yet, but this is something I will also need to start looking into this week. I have heard Amazon does have rules around this, so I will have to do a little bit more research about this. Also, to create a product listing, I will need to get proper product photos taken and edited specifically optimized for Amazon. I want to create infographic type of product photos that highlights a feature of the beach bags, along with maybe a product video as well. I know I can go to Fiverr and pay for an Amazon product photographer to work on my product images, so I'm not too worried about that. I think what I'm slightly worried about is just timing because there are some final changes that went into the final product, but were not a part of the latest sample. So I can't use my current product samples to take the product photos now because they will be slightly different. Ideally, I would be using this time to get all of the product photos done now as I wait for the beach bags to be ready, but that is if I had had the proper product sample. Now I have to wait for the beach bags to be finished to do the product photos, and this will only happen after I receive the shipment of 200 beach bags to my apartment. So it's a little bit frustrating that things didn't work out in the ideal way. But I guess I will just have to wait and see if there's any other options that I can come up with in the future. Lastly, I cannot stop thinking about my trademark dilemma. So super quick recap. And I did go into details a few episodes ago, so you can go check that out. But there are ways that your products can be hijacked by other sellers on Amazon, And one of the ways to protect your own brand is to do Amazon brand registry in the specific marketplace that you're selling in. Now, this requires getting a trademark first for that marketplace, but what I'm still confused about is when would be the best time to get this trademark. I got advice from an acquaintance that works in law this week, and he said that I should first focus on getting all the legal protection I would need before I start selling, including getting my trademark and other documents. And then I got advice from a lot of other people that said I should just wait until my product is seeing some success before I invest in trademarks. So I'll be honest, I don't know what the best approach is still. I'm feeling really confused on which path to take on this one. It's still something I'm trying to figure out. And because I was told it would cost around 10,000 dirhams, which is equivalent to about $3,000 to do a branded trademark, it's not really the easiest decision to make because of the cost. Do I trademark now, or do I wait to see if this product is successful enough? I've been asking myself this question almost daily for the last week, and honestly, I still don't know the answer. Eventually, pretty soon, I will just have to commit to getting it soon or just waiting. If I get it soon, I will be able to launch my product on Amazon with the trademark from day one. But if I wait, I will just have to wait for when it feels like the better time to trademark, depending on how things go. So that is it for this week. I will work on figuring out branding elements for my packaging and purchase my first UPC code and then we'll keep going from there. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast. And to help spread the word as we are brand new, rate and review us five stars to help get the podcast out there. Follow us on our Instagram page at over underscore in real time for more fun content about the journey. Any and all support is always appreciated. I cannot wait to continue to share this journey with you.